2022 Christmas Letter. Brown collar worker Omar Lutfi here with yet another end of the year summary of the wildly important and utterly trivial events of my life. I leave it up to you, the reader, to determine which is which. In January, it was decided that the kids were old enough and Grandma was young enough to hang out with each other for a week, while Catherine and I took our first vacation with just the two of us since before our kids existed. We jumped on an airplane and took us that took us to Quito, Ecuador, in an adventure I'm calling South of the Equator Shenanigans. Naturally, this type of trip involved an above-average number of activities, which would be thought of as heavy breathing. Walking around, for example, seemed to require twice as much air in, as in Loveland, Colorado. It turns out the elevation of Quito is almost double that of our hometown. We rode a gondola up to triple our usual height above sea level, where keeping our heads upright became increasingly surprisingly strenuous activity. Even when we weren't at the very top, we wisely declined to hike to the summit at 15,696 feet. Numerous people of the years have reached the end of the trail, only to have all the atoms of their body spontaneously disperse into the upper stratosphere. Oxygen levels aside, life in keto is quite different than what We've grown to expect posted hours for when restaurants are going to be open are more of a suggestion than a strict guideline. Think of it as more as if we're going to be open at all, it will be quite likely between these hours. We saw the place right next door to our hotel open once during the week, despite walking by a dozen times during the week when they should have been open, according to their sign. Negotiating with a cab driver was another new skill we acquired in Ecuador. Interviewing someone who wants to drive you somewhere is an essential activity. Here are just a few of the questions we often ask. How much to drive us to our hotel? Will that vehicle actually get us to our destination? And are you really a cab driver? Due to the extreme elevation range and close proximity to the equator, the area can easily grow literally every type of plant that currently exists on Earth. The Super Maxi sold 14 different types of potatoes, and I suspect we would have found twice as many at the local food market. While at the local grocery store, I saw several types of fruits and vegetables that up until that point I thought were works of fiction, including Audrey, too, from The Little Shop of Horrors. Are there any downsides to keto? Sure. Cram two million people into a few square miles, and the result is going to be a dirty, noisy affair. While I personally felt safe walking around during the day, the building code requires all structures to be protected by at least three of the following security measures. A six-foot-tall concrete wall, shards of broken glass at the top is optional, metal fences with pointy tops, electric wires, and barbed wire. I suspect attempts at incorporating any of these into our current home would meet significant opposition from our homeowners association. In game night news, we continued a long-standing tradition of altering board game rules for our own amusement. Some of the more common unwritten rules of Monopoly include putting fees paid into the center for the next player who lands on free parking. Players collecting $400 for landing exactly on go, 
and Dad frequently forgetting to collect rent from Mom. On game night, we created a new Monopoly house rule, where in order to collect rent for the first time, you have to provide a detailed description of the property's amenities. Mediterranean Avenue. Due to the fact that rent is only $2 a night, we are unable to provide clean sheets for each guest. In fact, there is no bed, but rather you can sleep in the broken lazy boy in the lobby. If said chair is occupied, guests may choose to sleep in front of the establishment under the tattered awning. Children 12 and under are welcome to countless hours of fun with our complimentary bag of rats. Shea Chaz, formerly known as St. Charles Place, Shea Chaz offers the best fusion of French-Irish culture since Christopher Lambert played an immortal Irish alien in the 1986 box office blockbuster Highlander. Just try and find two other words that end in Z that don't rhyme. Our free breakfast bar consists solely of our patented pieces of yogurt, which in all honesty is most likely a major health code violation. Illinois Avenue, we offer our guests a state-of-the-art breakfast bar claw game. Test your hand-eye coordination as you maneuver frozen waffles, greasy bacon, and steaming hot bowls of oatmeal with the mechanical claw. The first round is, of course, complimentary, and any additional attempts are quite reasonably priced at $1 each. Good luck! It turns out the title 2022 Christmas Letter doesn't really catch the glowing eye orbs of the Internet search engine attention bots. I firmly believe you will never believe which member of my family was placed in an arranged marriage, along with a thumbnail image of me slapping my cheeks home alone style next to a pixelated light brown blob will exponentially increase my influencer status. Spoiler alert, it was a dog Maya. Alert readers from my past letters will be thinking, I thought you only had one dog. Who did Maya marry? Spoiler alert, it was our new dog, Buddy. Okay, so this doesn't degrade into a running backwards in time situation comedy episode. I'll start at the beginning of the story. Back in the spring, one of my in-law's neighbors was working on getting her affairs in order by writing a will. As a friendly gesture, we agreed to take Buddy. A few weeks later, she passed away, and we were the new owners of a Basset Hound Beagle Mix. Since then, we have defined him to be a completely new breed of dog called a bagel. After a few days, the kids decided to marry the dogs in a simple yet dignified ceremony. We all sleep better knowing these two are no longer living in sin. Conversely, we all sleep worse because Buddy likes to bark at four in the morning for reasons that still remain a mystery to all of us. After unlocking riding my age in miles on a bike last year, I started looking for a slightly more ambitious exercise goal. Traveling 1,000 miles on my bicycle seemed reasonable. I did the maths, and I only needed to ride 2.7 miles each day. On a weekly basis, this works out to less than two hours a week. I devised a simple plan I'd like to call two hours less of stupid things each week and get on a bike instead. For example, when I started streaming movies such as Highlander 2, Battlefield Earth, and Shakes the Clone, I would turn off the television and go for a ride. It sounds complex, and while it sounds complex and difficult to implement, by the end of the year I added a fourth digit to my odometer. When the dust settled, I rode 
1,253 miles. While I was getting dressed this weekend, I came to the realization that everything I put on was purchased by my wife from Costco. For a brief moment, I thought I was really, really uncool. Then I realized Catherine is awesome, and Costco sells very, very comfortable clothes. Why did it take half my life to appreciate the benefits of pants with elasticated waistbands? To wrap things up, I've included a few completely out-of-context electronic messages I composed over the last 12 months. I don't know how you've gotten this far in life without a monocle. When all is said and done, I can't say stay mad at someone who dressed up as me for Halloween. It was one of those times I wished I was 20 years younger, but somehow not 20 years stupider.